Hey everyone, welcome to Seated with Strangers. This season, we're exploring the topic of reimagining community and culture. My name is Zalex, and I'm seated here with Jana and Brett. On today's episode, we'll be talking about online dating and are we for it or is it a pass? All right. Uh, Do you think dating apps work and is it something you would use? Has our generation made it hard for a man to approach a woman? So I think dating apps suck, right? <laughs> I can give you a couple reasons why I do think it, it, you know, I think the model of it is like, you know, we eliminate all the extra and you can get straight to it. Like if you need somebody who's tall, dark and handsome with no kids, you can click all the buttons and hope that the algorithms give you somebody tall, dark and handsome with no kids. And this might sound so funny, but some men are not very photogenic. I'm not coming for anybody, but men are not very photogenic. And I'm pretty sure they're not like selfie kings. So sometimes you like you scroll on the app and it's like, yeah, but this person might be really good looking in person. Or they might have a really good energy or they might have really good personality. But you lose all of that on on a dating app unfortunately i've had to use them because i work too much in addition to covid i'm sure we'll talk about that but i work too much socializing was not and i I finished my phd at the top of covid and so i had to use them i just find it to be such a disconnect of me swiping left or swiping right and then you swipe right then what happens I have a very interesting take on this, and I'm actually both devil's advocate, and I actually agree with a lot of your points on the. Let's just put this in perspective. Dating apps is a $3.8 billion and growing industry with over 320-something million users, and that's climbing. So dating apps are here to stay. They're going anywhere. Got rid of, and I stopped using dating apps because I was like, let me quit while I'm ahead. I was like that, you know, if you're in Vegas, you know, you win, you know, you put your $20 in the slot machine, and then you win. I was like, all right, I'm going to roll. You know, I was not going to stick around and, and keep pressing my luck and have, like I said, a um, negative experience. So that's my take on. Do I think dating apps work at this juncture in the road? No. <laughs> I have used dating apps before. They were especially convenient during the pandemic. And... I mean, as a 30-something-year-old woman, it just made it easier to meet people because, you know, I'm not 20-something, early 20s me who was out at the club going out a lot. My lifestyle has changed a lot. And so hard to meet people and build, you know, relationship and see where things go. So dating apps have been helpful. But what I found for me, it just led to a lot of presenting something to me that wasn't really it (laughs) in the end. And so I just felt like I was wasting my time. I have stories for days, um, which is why I actually wrote a show about my dating life during the pandemic. Um, But I wanted me, you know, I'm open to dating. I don't know if I'm open to dating apps right now. Has this- And they cost money. Yeah. And and, and like he, he made a great point earlier. It is, this is a money's game, honestly. Because- If you want to see your matches, 
pay something per month or if you want to message them if you want to internationally or maybe you know (laughs) someone outside of your distance or your region is per month right and so it really is a money's game and you know it's growing daily like (laughs) so someone is using them but i genuinely would like to just meet someone out and about. So I'm trying to be more social, be more social, which is, you know, it's been, it's been an adjustment, you know, having just, as I've gotten older, I just felt like I've become more of, you know, an introvert. This has caused a lot of me to become an introvert, but I'm, I'm putting myself out there to just meet and talk to people. So do they work for some? Yes. But I also think the ones that they work for have decided I'm going to put money, time, and investment. And to me, dating apps almost feel like it's another job. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it almost feels like another job. I think that it has made it, has our generation made it hard for a man to approach a woman in public? Hmm. I think. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's hard. I don't think it's made it hard for it to for approach a woman in public. I think, I think people have, I think people lack social skills. Yeah. <laughs> I think people lack social skills, but I don't know necessarily that things have changed so much that it's hard to approach someone. Um, if you have social skills and know how to, you know, politely, kindly approach someone, you can start a conversation. Yeah, that, I think it also goes into consideration learning how your environments need to change as you get older, too. You know, I think that's a hard sell. Like you might have a group of friends that, you know, clubs and brunches is still a thing. Well, brunches are great, depending on where the brunch is. Because, you know, here in New York, we have brunches that are one direction and we have brunches that go another direction. So depends on what kind of brunch you actually go to. But, you know, realizing that and like having some understanding about that like like the further you go in your career your environment has to change and you have to make a conscious effort to change that environment and then that would also change maybe the type of man or woman that you meet or how they're able to approach you if they do approach you but i don't think that it's hard in this generation to approach somebody Mm -hmm. at all i do think though that the social skills is a big part of it and then like the whole dating concept, like how that person views dating, like is there courtship involved? Some people don't think that anymore. It's like, you like me, I like you, that's it. You like my post, I like your post. We go together. When really that make to me it's courtship, somebody else it may not be court. I don't know. Or what courtship might look different to some people. So I don't think it's hard to approach somebody. I just think similar that they lack social skills. I want to I want to put a couple of takes on that, actually, because I, I like a lot of what you just stated. I have a whole philosophy on this as well. People put a lot of expectations and it, it's true that we all want to be accepted. We all want to find like that special someone or whatever works for you. But it, it, let's take it back a step. And it really should be more about you dating and understanding yourself first. And usually you find some of the best things most of the times when you're not looking for it. I find that people who are more geared towards like, oh, I want to find someone, I want to get someone. And again, you are, for instance, using a dating app, you have a harder time because usually that person falls short of your expectations or doesn't have certain uh, key criteria that you need for, for you. 
And I think it should be more of a selfish approach, whereas you should be more concerned about dating yourself and figuring out what you like and what you are and what stage of life that you know you you're at. So that when that right person does come along, you can actually recognize them, appreciate them, and then build with them. I think it should more or less, from instance, from your statement about the settings, I think it does happen with your settings. Like you can't go to the same night spots all the time expecting to find that right person. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's just most likely not going to happen. You're seeing this person in a dark place with, you know, music bumping and and drinks pouring and, you know, like a certain atmosphere where really what you're doing is you're meeting their representative. You're not actually meeting that person. So again, even if you're in person, it's the same thing. Like if you're in a dating app, you're just meeting the representative. But what you can do and what you have power to control is yourself, you know, your actions, your thoughts, your own feelings. And again, I think dating should be interpreted from a, what you like to do, what you're about. And naturally, maybe you'll find someone that's on that same page. I agree. Uh, I get so, really passionate about this subject. So if I'm talking too much, I could just tell me, shut up, lady. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. You're in like the heavy nuggets. You're like making me be like, maybe you should re-download the app. I don't want to re-download it. I don't I don't know. No. Honestly, yeah, I just don't know if I'm there yet. Uh, right. I'm trying to uh, see, you know, things happen the old-fashioned way for me, I yeah, guess I'm, you could say. Social media outside of dating apps has become a place to make connections. How are we determining if people are really who they're supposed to be? And has it become acceptable for women to shoot their shot in the DM? <laughs> I try not to include social media as much as I can in the scenarios because I you know, I think that social media is the representative. So if you're already going to give me the physical representative, I don't need the electronic one as well. Mm. So I, I try to not include social media in the process of dating, right? Especially in like the beginning parts, like maybe further on down the line when there's more foundation established or friendship brewing or things of that nature, I include social media, but I try not to. Because again, I just firmly believe that people are not posting all their bad days. That's not what you're doing. You're not posting your bad days, your frustrations, your sad points. You only post good things, good posts, good this, good that. However, based on the app, I've noticed that some people post pictures on like apps that you're just like, I start questioning their cognitive functioning. And so forgive me guys, because I'm a mental <laughs> I'm a mental health counselor by trade. So I started looking at stuff and I'm like who would they be looking for on this app? Like that, that's me. And that's our question to myself. Like maybe you're on the wrong app. You need to pay more money for another app. Like that, that's when I start questioning, I should not pay for this membership. I need to find another membership or something. Um, so yeah, I try not to use social media, but I think sometimes people just are who they are. And I think some people just can't really hide it even on a dating app. So I don't even need to get to their social media. Now I'm okay with women shooting a shot. I'm all right with it. I still think that there's a point where he got to take over a little bit as it relates to courtship and things of that nature or roles. I, I still have a firm belief in like some gender roles and some traditional norms as it relates to dating, but I'm, I'm perfectly okay with you shooting a shot. I mean, love is a risk and I don't know, especially in, in social media. I mean, even in person, like if you think he's cute, say hello. I think I'm too old at this point to be like, let me stare at him long enough and see if he looks my direction. Because <laughs> that's what you used to do when you were younger. You just stare that way. 
and he gonna click it, and he's gonna walk. No, it's not gonna happen anymore. Like I'm an adult now. Let me just say hello. Let me do something that you know throws it that direction. So I'm perfectly okay with women shooting their shot in the DM in real life at brunch. I don't care. Or send your friend. We can still do that. Send your friend over there. <laughs> it, 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 it throws me off per- personally uh, when <laughs> women throw, you know, shoot their shot just because of just the era I'm from and and in. I guess I'm not. I'm you. I'm getting more used to it, where I see people are being more bolder, especially like women being bolder to even say something to you. You know, I'm, I'm basically I'm, I'm 40 years old, and you know, I still do believe in like the old school of you know asking someone out and you know going through those different standard levels of you know approaching someone. But I think that, you know, I look at now from this generation, it's like a, a job, you know, some people are fortunate where like some really great job opportunities just come from, come to you just from sitting down and you just, you know, by happenstance. But if you want something, you got to go after it. And, you know, a closed mouth doesn't get fed. So I personally think that, that more women should actually start shooting their shots in whatever medium they feel comfortable to let someone know that you are interested in them instead of just kind of waiting or assuming that they're going to work like that in this era. Cause we just literally just pointed out that, you know, social skills, social media, and just overall just values are just so different. You got, you got to meet them in the middle, you know, you got to meet people in the middle. So. Yeah. I think um, you got to meet them in the middle, but I think there's also an enabling process that happens a little bit in this generation. Like if sometimes again, I'm for the shooting for the shot, but then I talked about how, you got to kick back in to the, like, there are still some gender norms or some dating norms in my brain that should, should occur. There is a part of dating that we have to call out of that men like to be chased. That's just my experience. And that's fine. If it is, I'm not chasing you, but so far, so that meeting in the middle part, I agree with, if I'm chasing you and then you turn around and want to dominate the situation, that's not how it goes. That's not normally how the dynamic would fit, and that's not how I'm going to respond. So sounds like so I'm okay with the meeting in the middle. I'm okay with the hey Brett, hey Lex. Like I'm okay with that, right? I'm okay with it. But then it has to be a point where you plan a date, I plan it. Like whatever the dynamic becomes, it then has to be that balance. But I think sometimes in for the millennial generation, because all of us are for that generation. The younger ones in particular, or some of the middle millennial generation, they're really enabled. Like they think I'm supposed to become their mother, and I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I said that as nicely as I could. <laughs> yeah, no, that, was, that was actually very politically correct. I got what you were saying on there in the dot dot. I saw the subtitles while you were talking. So uh, I, I agree. I agree with a lot of what you're saying, but I will say this now. If you are a person that you feel of value, and um, please, I'm channeling a tiny bit of the inner spirit of, of the late Kevin Samuels, but this is a real thing. If you feel like you are a person of value and you know what you really have to offer and a certain level of confidence, it kind of does get to that point, especially for men, that you feel like you deserve to be chased because you realize that you're not like the bottom tier of, of guys. And honestly, it's, it's sad to say this, but again, going back to social media and again, a lot of dating apps, you guys can literally see like, if like you don't want a person who's, who's lame. You don't want the person that doesn't seem like nobody wants them or doesn't have something, a it factor or some kind of appeal to them. And commonly in this era, a lot of guys kind of take on the bad, 
that female vibes. And I, I think it's wrong, but I get it. You know, I understand. You know, I don't want to I don't want to say what I really want to say on that one. I'm going to keep it. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm, I was trying to go with you. You see how my eyebrows are yeah, trying to flow? Because I'm like, so I'm we're, supposed, we're, we're, like, we're, I think we're, he was trying to say yeah. we're supposed to chase. Like if they have value. I'm supposed to chase. I, I still, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't catch it. No, no, I'm, I'm stating that if, if either <laughs> one, if you do out. have, I, yeah, I want to say, I want to say, you're saying that some men, you're not, you're using as an example, you're saying some men feel that women are supposed to chase because they believe that they are a high value man and they deserve to be chased. And ah. to that man, that demand that you're describing, when it comes to me, I would rather chew glass than oh. chase. <laughs> so that's that not the point. And that's, that's not, because that's of your gender roles. Like, yes, I'm going to chase you and then what? I'm going to chase you and get you and then what? What, what happens after that? <laughs> then I got to take and, care of you. Then I got to cook. Then I got to clean. It's too many. No. Oh, my not God. Every, not every person, not every woman is going to agree with me. And that is OK. That is why we are able to have our difference of opinions in this world. They people date how they want to date. And I'm going to continue to date how I want to date and believe what I believe. But I'm not chasing a man. What I what I will do, I will show the right man that mm -hmm. I'm interested in you. You know, I value your opinion. I enjoy spending time with you. Mm -hmm. I like to see where this goes. I'm going to mm -hmm. communicate effectively that I would like to see this, you know, a mutual understanding that we would like to see this going somewhere. But I'm, I'm not, I just don't have it in me. <laughs> My feet don't really do that. Like it don't, like it don't, it don't. And I'm, it's, I just don't have it in me. And I, and I, and I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm probably, a bit old fashioned, like I said, in this way, I, and I don't expect a man to chase me, but I expect to be pursued and shown that you are a woman that I value. I appreciate, I enjoy spending time with, and I want to show you that. And I, and I want to see that. Yeah. So it makes it hard, honestly, for someone like me who believes certain things to yeah. date. I agree. <laughs> I the, agree. The, the dating world overall is a big challenge. And again, I, I just feel like overall the dating world is a bigger challenge more from a fundamental level of personal preferences. Like, like in my, my personal thing that I've done or I like to hear people talk about is actually literally like listing down their non-negotiables or things that they really like to have in a perfect, like a mate. Mm. I think like things as simple as that is a great approach before you even really even have a dating profile and so forth. And I think if you literally put pen to paper, record, use notes, whatever medium that you want to use, who, who cares? The point is, is that once you kind of put it out there as like one, I think that you're telling the universe, this is what you want. Number two is I think yourself, you're able to understand if your expectations are realistic or unrealistic. And then lastly, you're able to, to really prioritize, for instance, where you are in your life. Like if you are right now about your career and trying to advance and take over the world, I don't understand like if you're looking for a sustainable relationship, why that's on your menu, because you're not going to have the proper time to really nurture it. 
if that's what you're on right now in this particular era or season in your life, I, I always feel like the right people come to you in the certain seasons of life where you're able to accept, you know, learn, grow, or build with, you know. Um, so I, I, again, I'm always thinking of this more from a fundamental aspect. I think you have the best or you'll have higher success when, when it's, again, just take maybe a little bit more technology out of it or, or strip it down to what you're really looking for and start, start doing the work. Okay. So let's take, let's get into what's happening in the internet streets, right? So recently a woman on social media posted eight questions that she asked her now fiance on their first date. And they range from questions such as, are you currently dating? Are you currently wanting to settle down and find a wife or dating for fun? Do you want children? Tell me about your relationship with God. And will you be okay with instilling those beliefs in your children? Do you have post-trauma that you are dealing with and more? Do you do you guys feel like that was too much to act on a first date of someone you had been getting to know prior to going on a date? And do we need to let go of surface questions on first dates? Um, dun, 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 dun. well, <laughs> I, I have a, I have a clear answer. I have a really clear cut definitive uh, answer on this one. So no, you shouldn't you shouldn't eliminate surface questions because really some surface questions are great segues to deeper uh, conversations. I think a lot of those questions, if again from a first date perspective, is a bit much. Not all of it, but if you really want to like stick to that list or that line of questioning. For me, it might be a tough go to go to date number two. And the reason why is because you're kind of getting ahead of yourself on some some items that are that take time to really even think about and, and formulate. Also, in this era, a lot of people, you know, again, from a certain generation, you already have kids or you already, you know, have been in situationships, complicated relationships, prior relationships, divorce, widow whatever in between. So that's a, a really tough thing to really just talk about while appetizers are, you know, coming or, you, you know, you're trying to really get to know someone. I think some of those questions are a bit tricky to navigate and they could scare somebody away. Oh, so you don't think we should ask those tough questions. We should ask the surface ones first. No, um, there's not a first How many one. dates first, I got to go on? So how many dates you think I got to no. go on before I ask you about your past trauma? Like, let's, I want to get clear. How many dates we got to be on before I say, hey, you want to get married or you want to have fun? How many dates? So, (laughs) me personally, again, I'm a, I'm just a very inquisitive, like that, that's how I get to know people. I ask questions. Some people, you know, they don't, they don't like it, but I just ask questions. I just, whatever casually, you know, is happening. So there's some questions, honestly, before we even get to the first date, if we're having a phone conversation. I'm going to ask, I'm going to have a deeper conversation on the phone to find out if I even want to go to that next step of spending time with you face to face. I think that there's some questions that need to be asked. And and the reason that I do this is because I am looking for a long-term monogamous relationship that leads to marriage. I know what I want. And it's taken me years to feel like, confident enough to say that without feeling like I'm scaring someone. I'm not scared anymore. I'm to the point where I like I know what I want. You know, I'm in my late 30s. I 
know that I want to be married. And so I want to know where your head is at. So I'm going to ask the questions that need to be asked so that we can both figure out if this is something we either want to further pursue and have a date and find out if we enjoy spending time with each other. There's so many rules to this dating game, right? And I, don't, I, think I don't think there's as many rules for, it, for you. I don't think there's that many rules. Yeah, I don't think there's that many rules. I just think that, again, again, we, we, we kind of hit the nail on the head or have talked through this a little bit, whereas people are inept in certain social and talking settings. So you, you got to, you know, you realize, again, from our first situations or early, super early, I'm not saying those kind of questions are off. Uh, limits or you shouldn't ask them. Mm-hmm. I think I think the level of what you're really trying to get at for these kind of questions, you, what you really should be asking is like, hey, what's been your longest relationship? And um, it didn't work. Then why do you feel it didn't work? Or, you know, we, we, we should be talking more on the lines of, well, what do you feel is success? Or what what do you do, for instance, on a on a day off when you have that time to yourself? Like, I think some of those, like I said, first initial questions before you kind of get to that next level, is that mm-hmm. you need to more qualify the person to understand who the person is versus trying to understand the outcome that you, you're already expecting that you want. We Like a guy in any previous conversations can easily tell if a woman is really just looking for, you know, something for fun, something for longevity, or for instance, you know, marriage. Like people, like we, we, we're not dumb. We, you know, we come sometimes play dumb, but men are not dumb. We really understand a lot of what you're asking for and what you want. And then you're all, you know, you're trying to figure out what we want and seeing if it aligns to you. I just think personally, again, this is just a personal opinion, is that we we need to qualify the person more instead of trying to trying to like set up an outcome of what we want. Like we, we know that's the end goal, but let's invest in understanding who that person really is. Let's get let's get there first. And I understand, I understand what you're saying. And I think that there is a way for me, I'm not like for me, how to ask questions and find out if this is a person who I want to keep investing the time and energy and questions in to see if this is going to be something long term. I don't, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I want I want to ask you just a general question. Just actually for both you ladies. So do you naturally understand like do you know, for instance, you're like far as the archetype or the kind of person you're looking for, like if you were to describe them from head to toe, inside and out, could you do that? Um, inside and qualities, yes. Outside, what they look like, no. I I couldn't I couldn't necessarily say. That's I know what, I got preferences I though. Attractive, right? I know what? what I find attractive, but just because I find the outside attractive, right? Well, no, I have. Dated fine men and the results are not much because I'm still single. So <laughs> like you know, we all we all have eyes. We know, you know, yeah. so we know yeah. but what I will say, you know, I have, you know, talked to talked about it in therapy, talked to my girlfriends about it, prayed about it. There are qualities that I know that I w- would like to see and through asking about their life or asking, you know, questions about, you know, what they like to do or, you know, asking about their, you know, closest friends or who, what would your friend say about you through those types of questions is how I find out, does this person have those qualities or those things that I have been praying about talking to my friends about, you know, journaled about, is that person, do they have those qualities? And no one's going to have it 100%. 
But I think, you know, these are things that through life, mess ups, bad dating experiences, good dating experiences, I've come to the part of the road where I know what I want. And I understand that it may not look like what I have been used to dating. And I'm okay with that because I want it for the long, long term. My, uh, my, my point was... Yeah, my yeah, point I really was that because I think you you can look at the internal things that you're looking for. Externally, you might have preferences, but you realize how the preferences don't always have to necessarily match. Because I, I'd rather have, I'm just using it as an example. I'm only going to give one example, like one characteristic. But I I'd rather have like a God fearing, loving person. And he might look like Shrek. I don't know. I don't know what'll happen. I, maybe not Shrek, but I don't know. What, but I, I can't really be like, if I meet this God-fearing, loving, career-driven, you know what I'm saying? Like, what if he had all the other boxes and looked like Shrek? I, I probably would be like, oh, let me figure it out. Like, that's just is what it is. I don't think I can do the physical aspect of it outside of the fact that I'm tall. So I always try to pray to God that I hope he's taller than me. That's not... <laughs> Cause I'm tall, okay. So I, I and I know that height goes with dominance. So I just be praying, please God, make him above six three, like in my head, or six three and above. Like that's what I say. But if he's my height, then I'm gonna be okay with it. if he is. I hope that he's confident. So then I always have like a sub prayer when I'm like, okay, God, well if he is five nine, like me, I need him to be confident when I put shoes on. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah, y'all gotta. Yes. That's all I got. I got to have the sub prayer. You got to have a sub prayer. <laughs> the, the main prayer may not work a little bit. God be like, I said no to that already. You keep asking for it. Here's five, nine. And I'm like, okay. But when I put shoes on and I'm taller than him, God, can you at least give him the confidence to walk next to me? Like that'd be me. <laughs> like Sometimes you got to pray those prayers. Right. <laughs> Get a little sub prayer. You know what I'm saying? A little micro prayer. Throw that in there too. Okay. Like, I, I, well, this, could, this could be plan C. If you don't want to want to give me plan A and plan B, maybe we could remix it here. You know what I like, Lord, and I would hope that my heart's yes. desires are on you. <laughs> but I want it. But I I want to be able to be open to who it is that you have for me and have placed in front of me. <laughs> yeah, because you know sometimes what I do is I act. And I know we're shifting a little bit, but it goes into his question. I ask, you know, God to give me the sight to see whoever it is that he's placing before me. Because you don't want to get too in your own head or too in your own way. So sometimes I'm like, God, give me the discernment, the, the vision or whatever. Like when he comes before me, that I don't, you know, that I'm not missing it or whatever. Right. Because he looked like Shrek. You know, I want you to be like, Zalex, ignore the green. And pay attention. Like I hope God gives that to me. So that's what I. Okay. Well, I hope He give you more than just green. Okay. Listen, the green needs to be in the pocket, not the. No, I'm joking. I'm teasing. <laughs> but I would say I know because Brett touched on that. I know we lost him, but Brett touched on it a little bit when he was talking about how some of those questions can be scary. So I agree with you that like yeah. there was a point in time that. I didn't tell people what I did. I didn't tell men what I did for a living. I didn't give them my job title. I didn't tell them what field I was in because I didn't want to come off too strong or I didn't want to ask this question because it might scare them away. After a while, you start to realize that, listen, whoever God has for me is for me and I'll just have to be able to 
If I ask you the question on the first date, you want to get married and have kids? I don't have time to get. Please forgive me. I'm, I'm 37 and a half. I really don't have five years to figure out that you never wanted to get married. I don't have that kind of, my ovaries don't have that kind of time. So I don't know. Well, I got to do it very quickly. I give you six months and then that's six months. Maybe I'll figure out. Cause if you laugh because you know what I'm talking about. Cause if, if you get to date number 17 and come to find out you got a vasectomy, baby, you just wasted my time. That's 17 dates. <laughs> Men or women, depending on who's doing the asking can be scary. But, uh-huh. you know, some of us are at a point in our life where we just are going to ask what we need to ask because we're co- confident about saying what we need to say. You know, everyone's really not to that point. But again, I think that comes to it in the end, it comes to who's for you and who's not, because there'll be someone who's probably on the same page as you about being direct and asking the questions that they want to ask. And there may be, you know, someone else who's not so much. And that person will find who. It's for them. Yeah. Correct. I, I agree. I mean, and again, it's like a, it's a preference and it's his own personal journey. Um, it's like love itself. And again, whether the app or whatever way or how you're meeting people, it's a journey. It's, it's really mm-hmm. tough. Again, and just this climate, just to find genuine and good people. Now, I, I, I know you was cracking some, you know, jokes and I can, and I can hear, you know, even I dropped off once, like I can still hear everything. Uh, but I know like, you know, you say like, you know, date 17 and so forth, but what, you know, like, I think a positive aspect and spin to it is that, look, you, for instance, got to date 17. Some people don't even make it past date two. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's that, it's that rigid out there where, where it's, it's hard to just find people to just vibe with and have that connection. I I personally, you know, when, when it comes to the aspects of dating, I try my best not to date the same kinds of people. Like I'm always looking to find like contrast and, and balance uh, for the things that I know that, you know, are for me, like, for instance, I'm concerned about, you know, your your home, like your values, your upbringing, and as well, like what you're trying to accomplish. And like, those are my top things versus like just pure looks or things like that. So I enjoy when I just am able to connect to people that allow me to, you know, just be myself. And I think, again, that's really the 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 blessing or or the outcome that we should be pursuing, which is being able to just shed off the world and just be ourselves around someone that we feel comfortable with and just see where, where it goes. I think a lot of people that we do date are not meant for longevity. I think, again, I think people or again, when you meet them, a lot of them are maybe meant for a season or just a certain uh, time in your life. And I think it just all is ways to prep you for when you actually meet that particular person. If that's, you know, if that's what you choose or that's what you believe I like the fact that each of you have both touched on, you know, praying for and and having a connection with God in there and stuff like that. You know, when, when you hear stuff like that in the dating world, you know, you, you're thinking to yourself, like, I need to ha- make sure this person aligns to, again, what I'm about. And I don't feel like it should have to take a bunch of dates to do that. I think you can weed that out a lot faster than sooner. And if that's the case, doesn't mean they're a bad person or you don't you shouldn't you know keep up or interact with them. You know, just put them in that pile in that category, you know, and and act accordingly and, you know, keep moving towards it. But, you know, time is ticking. But one of my favorite expressions for, you know, men and women, you know, is, you know, women are always playing chess while men are playing checkers. And just because (laughs) you're playing chess doesn't mean you have to always be on checkmate. That's that's 
you know, my process when I look at dating and how, you know, women treat love. Let's just have fun together. Let's just build with each other. Let's just see how we, you know, how well we are compatible and interact with each other. And then I, I think the rest will take care of itself over time. There is one more question I want to put in here. Do we think dating apps are safe? And are these apps doing enough to ensure our safety? And then the second part is what are some boundaries for when first meeting someone in person? Is that something men even think about? And are we oversharing when we first meet like these strangers? What are your thoughts? So I think the apps are safe. I think the apps I, are safe. They give safety warnings. Okay. They give safety warnings. Like they say, like don't do this before you click it. Like I, the apps that I've used, at least they like oh, say, don't. Yeah, okay. they start telling you like, don't do this if you don't know the person yet. Don't do this till you feel comfortable, or don't go out and do this. I think now they've become safe, but I think that's because of the Tinder swindler. I think that's where that whole. That, that's, you know, because I didn't join until after the Tinder Swindler documentary. So I think maybe that's when they became safer. But I do think that the apps themselves are safe. I'm a weirdo. I, yeah, I probably figured that out during this whole thing. And the reason why I'm saying I'm a weirdo is because there's levels to me. I'm very clear on the levels and I communicate the levels to me. But I always tell people, like, if I answered everybody in my DM, then I would have no job and I'd be unemployed. So I have to be very tactful in it. And what I do is the levels that I'm talking about, this one's talking about the boundaries part, is that we text and then we talk because I really cannot sit on the phone with everybody who wants to talk on the phone with me during the dating or during any process, really. So I think for me, I set clear boundaries and I wean people out that way. Um, it's not very favorable for some people. Some people don't like text messaging. I'm not trying to say have your deep, deep conversations in text message, but I do think some of those surface questions I can knock out in a text message. Like, what's your favorite color? I'm pretty sure I could knock that out in a text message versus, you know, what you believe in. And I can have a conversation. I think there's like levels. Cause I've been on dates when you're asking me silly questions. Like, hey, what do you do for a living? We could have got past that already. We didn't have to get here. We didn't have to do that today. So that's why that's my little weirdo part. I don't no, that's really not, that's not weirdo at all. That's not oh, it's not? Okay. I, I no, that's not really weirdo person. at all. It, you know, it's, it's, not, it's a little eccentric. text before we sit and have a phone conversation. Like, literally. Like, I want to text everything. I, I'm not everything, but until... Because I just feel like for a woman in particular... I just want to get to a level of comfort first. And there's a, there's a level of comfort that happens after texting for a bit. Again, I'm also a mental health counselor, so y'all got to bear with me, right? So I start watching patterns of behavior. I start watching consistency in the person. It's weird. I'm, I told y'all I'm a weirdo. I start well, I mean, watching. I think it's just hard to separate what you do from. Sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. But you can always tell, like, you know, who will be a really good conversationalist, who's not really a texter. Because you, you start to lose connections with people who aren't texters in the beginning because they want to sit on the phone. But then I've had experiences where, let's say you're not a texter, and then I call you, and you ain't got nothing to talk about. Now I'm aggravated. Red flag, it's over. And it, <laughs> it probably didn't have to go there when really we could have got through the, the surface questions, well, some of those surface questions, in text message or in, you know, in that process, not to mention, because once I start to feel comfortable, then I can meet you 
and I'm still going to do the safety precautions if, if we met on the app, but I'll, I'll meet you and then we'll go out and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But so I, I do want to touch, because when I first asked about the safety issue, Brett said he did not think they were safe. So I do want to hear your answer on why you think okay. they're not Let's safe. See. Uh, I don't I don't think uh, a lot of dating apps are safe for a few different reasons, because one, the fact of how it uses your vicinity uh, for for different uh, finding matches and so forth, depend, like, especially in this era. That did uh, that did creep me a little bit the first time I, I got on this one yeah, app. That it, 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 what did it say? He said they use your vicinity. So yeah, it, within oh, one yeah, mile, maybe like the person's one mile away or one, three yeah, miles it, away. Yeah, no, it's gotten to a point now, and since, you know, like, applications and phones are so much more powerful, back in the day when they first started, when somebody would match, it would be more on the, like, hey, this person is, like, in, in your city. You know, like, this person's, you know, whatever. Now there's apps that would be like, no, this person is 0.2 miles away from you, or this person is, and I, I kind of think that, you know, uh, even though they've gotten a little bit better with maybe hiding who you are, but the fact that it shows that you're you're there and or in a certain area, there are some some apps that are go to really granular granular levels. I think that the, the non-safety comes into that a lot of people don't realize that you're sharing a lot more information that goes beyond your dating profile that I think can make you a target for something. And that's mm. just one reason of safety. Uh, number two is uh, from an actual uh, an actual date perspective. You know, um, it doesn't let you know or, you know, there, there are some services I guess you could pay for. But. But, you know, this person's got a record or a track record of, like, losing a uh, ever-loving mind and doing things that are, you know, criminal-esque behavior. Uh, you know, <laughs> like... like he said, don't go on a date with a pedophile. Find out if they're a yeah, pedophile like, first, then go on a date. That's what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's, there's some stuff in there. So it's tough for the weed out there. And then lastly, the unsafety is sometimes from your wallet. Like, I, I've heard these horror stories. I haven't had these, but I, I know quite a few people that have, especially some fellas that... I've had horror stories of just women just finessing them out of uh, finessing them out of you know meals and and fun things to do and not having any intention of even trying to actually date this person. They're just trying to get over. So those are my three levels on why I think dating apps themselves are not fully safe in that regards. So that just you know that's my weirdo. That's my no. That, that makes sense because it is kind of creepy when you look at it. It's like, oh, this person's one mile away. You be like, is this my neighbor? Because what, what's happening yeah, here? Like, that makes sense. You met them at Starbucks. You seen right. the person. You just don't realize exactly. it, and it's like, oh, now, now you're supposed to be like, well, hey, how are you? You know, like, hey, you're right like, down the that, block, what look down like? the street. You know? <laughs> My weirdo is the because I need to I need to feel you know just safe in life. Like even when I think about uh, platonic relationships, I remember like telling one of my friends. For me, it it's about being safe, like in a friendship. So I'm I'm thinking about safety a lot, physically, emotionally. So my location is on for a few of my girlfriends at all times. Me too. So they know where I'm at. <laughs> yep, my mother, my family, everybody, cousins. They I don't care where you at. Um. I will share if I get in a Lyft or in an Uber, if mm -hmm. I don't drive, you know, I have went on dates and text pictures of people's license plates because that's as a woman, these are just things that I have to do. Yeah. I just somebody feel like there's, there's somebody it, that's been watching them good Lifetime movies on Sunday. No, it's and, the uh, truth though. No, it's the truth. Or how about like, 
Or, or how about like right before you about oh, to go on a date, you alert the people on your Find My Friends app. Hey, I just want to <laughs> let y'all know. About to go out with this strange dude I met on that. Here's the picture. You be putting, here's the picture of his profile just in case I get missing. Right? Just in case this is what he looks like. This he is what he's wearing. He said this is where he's from. You be giving all kinds. It be on the group chat. Just in case. Y'all and yes, I do. I do watch a lot of crime dramas and listen to crime documentaries. So maybe that's the weirdo in me. <laughs> no, that's the part is I work in shelter. I work. I work in shelter, and a lot of people in New York City shelter do not look like the way TV looks. So I remember very early on, like putting them I'm in. New York has the nicest shelters in the nation. Surprise! That this is what I feel like that they do. But go ahead. <laughs> are pretty nice. But I used to like look people up in the system before I went on dates. <laughs> you were not supposed to drink right before I started talking. You know, I always got something crazy to say. <laughs> I used to, because it was weird. It was weird to me because I had entered shelter and then they look like everybody in shelter, the media is projecting 10% of the homeless population. So then when I started dating around New York, obviously, oh, I was I was trying to make sure if you was homeless once upon a time, you, it was horrible. But <laughs> yeah, the part about oversharing with strangers, I don't really know. I think it all depends on how the vibe and the energy is going whether you feel comfortable sharing or not sharing kind of thing. I, there's some parts of my story that I'm just completely okay with. Like, I don't care really who you are. You could be a stranger. You could be my family. Some parts of it. Now, there are obviously some other parts of it that you don't want to necessarily share until, you know, we get to a level of friendship and confidence and all that kind of good stuff. So I don't really know about oversharing with strangers. What do y'all think? Uh, I try my that's not to overshare. Uh, I'll be honest. I don't even like sometimes telling like my origin story or like how I got to this point. I just, I'm just like, I hate kind of, you know, chronicling, chronicling that sometimes, or just kind of re-explaining what you're, especially if you are in the aspect of trying to like date people. But I, I have more than anything, more people overshare with me on, on uh, first dates or earlier in like a relationship where like some people are really telling me some really deep stuff that's like wow like you feel that comfortable with me this early on to share that level of stuff so i personally take it as a moment i have to tell myself some days to not overshare because i i like to kind of just tell people exactly how uh certain things are you have a very clear understanding it's not like the mincing of words or some question mark i'd really like to just kind of let you know what's what with me um, that just, you know, just how, how I am. I've enjoyed talking with you both. Thank you all for listening in today. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating or review. Seated with Strangers is a full experience podcast, as you can see from us this evening. So check out the show notes for more ways to engage with us. And we will all see you next time. Bye.